And I need you to tell me if this is something long-term right. or if I need to go somewhere else. And I don't want, I don't want you to take it the wrong way. Yeah. Christian Williamson back on the podcast today, man. Yeah. Good to have you back. Glad to be here. You are uh, an awesome friend. We have known each other for not that long, probably what, six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Not that long, but I feel, I feel really close to you. I feel like I could unload personal things from my life to you. You're just that kind of guy. You're, you're such a good listener. Um, You empathize. Mm -hmm. You have great advice, which is, you know, these are the reasons that I love to have you on this podcast yeah. and I'm glad you're back today. Uh, because as we go through these people's questions is, is, and that's what the format of this podcast is. If you have anything for us, you email Granger Smith podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And we're going to answer these questions. We do this every Monday, Christian, you're great at it. You, you are one of the pastors at celebration church in Georgetown, Texas. That's right. What is your title? Well, I'm the ministries pastor and ministries, ministries pastor and associate campus pastor at the broadcast campus. So gotcha. oversee the broadcast campus activities on Sunday and throughout the week. And then what we do uh, within our different ministries, um, all at all campuses. So, and you are a, uh, a Bama man and war Eagle war Eagle. That's right. Yeah. We got yeah. that straight last time. This yeah. is not a roll tide kind of guy. No, I like that. I relate to war Eagle. So you think you'd be an Auburn fan if you were? I do, well, see, I went to Texas A and M. Okay, and so the way that the state of Texas is split up, there's it's they're similar yeah. with Roll Tide and War Eagle yeah. and uh, Hook'em Horns and Giggle Maggie's. That's it's right. it's kind of similar, and so you know A and M is the like the agricultural college, mm-hmm. you know. And Same I, I as feel, Auburn. I feel yeah. a connection with Auburn yeah. in that sense. Um, so. I'm going to take us right to football. Let's go. I'm going to take us right to. I'm going to take us right to SEC football. It's good because we're what a few weeks away. We're so from... close. We're so close. And so, um, what better way to to start this podcast with a question from you guys? Once again, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Email anything. And this is a football question that says, "Hey Granger, my family and I are big South Carolina Gamecock fans." Texas A&M has owned us since y'all joined the SEC, unfortunately. But I can't say enough good things about Aggie fans uh, since you guys have joined. It says, I have family in Waxahachie that I've ne- that have, and I've never visited, but I have plans to go to the Gamecock game when they play the Aggies and make a big trip out of it. For a potential once-in-a-lifetime trip to College Station, Texas, what are the do's and C's of an out-of-towner? Uh, sounds like I need to go to the Dixie Chicken. Um, ironic for when you guys are playing us fighting chickens. Right. Uh, it's it's a staple that needs to be checked out. Do you know if I could stay awake? Do, do you know if I could stay awake these days for the midnight yell? Or who knows? Um, come tailgate with us sometimes in Columbia. Go Cox. Yee yee. Andy. So my question, I'll kick it to you, Christian, first. You Have you been to Columbia, South Carolina? Have you been uh, to no, Columbia? I haven't. I haven't yeah. been to a Gamecock stadium or to a game there. Yeah. yeah. I've been to an Auburn, an Auburn Gamecocks game, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I've been to Auburn. It's, it's an awesome town. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've toured in every SEC town. Oh, wow. And we've played a show and we've seen most of the stadiums. I've seen Auburn. Yeah. Um, seen South Carolina. And so I love it. I love questions like this because 
what's so cool, what I love about college football is people getting to travel and, yep. and you're going to support your team, but you're also seeing almost like a new culture. It is. I know? think from one, you know, what's interesting is I, I travel and go to different stadiums is the, what you said, the culture of how mm-hmm. there's tradition, you know, within, yeah. uh, from one, one team to the next. And I, I love the community and the family dynamic, yes. man. And just the camaraderie, the tailgating, all of that stuff yeah. that goes along with it. So, yeah, I love that. I want to, I want to encourage everyone listening. Uh, if you, if you go to a game or, or more importantly, if you're a home team welcoming a visitor, just always welcome them yeah. with open arms. It's it just it says so much more about your school and your town. Mm-hmm. If you see someone wearing, in this case, you know, red and black, and they walk up and red and black and white, and you just go, "Hey, welcome to College Station." Yeah, you know, so so excited to have you guys here. If you need anything, let me know. If you need any restaurant advice, you yeah. know that that's that goes so yeah. so far. It's just hospitality, hospitality, hospitality. Man. Yeah. So, um, to Andy, you're you're asking all the right questions. I think Dixie Chicken would be awesome. It's a it's a really old. I say really old. This is 1970s. It's not that old, yeah. but uh, iconic. Um, Midnight Yell is iconic for for College Station. So, um, it yeah, I think you should stay awake and, and go do that. And um, br- I don't know when that game is, but you should probably bring sunscreen and and hydrate before yes. you go because it's College yeah. Station, Texas. It's hot. It's the South. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for emailing. I hope you guys have fun. And uh, for all the other schools out there, excited about the season. Yeah, really excited. Yep. So I'm, at, at this point, Christian, I'm going to start knocking out some of these questions. And I don't really have an order on how deep they are. Okay. So we might, yeah. we might go, right, go in right in to something super deep. But I kind of want to read some of the titles to you and okay. see if any of them stand out to you. Something's Missing. Family Dilemma. Friendship, friend, friendship question, monster in law, <laughs> relationship advice, help, being a new dad. Any of those? Let's do the uh, friendship question. Friendship question, the one that I stumbled over. It says, Hey Granger, I've been struggling with some friendships lately where I currently live, and it seems like everyone who's called themselves my friend isn't there when I need someone to talk to. I'm actually moving to Austin, Texas soon, and I've considered reaching out to a local Facebook group to try to make some new friends down there virtually and then hopefully meet some of them in person when I move. I really need some new friends, but I don't want to sound desperate. Any advice? Brittany. Hmm. Brittany. Works out great that she's moving to Austin. She is moving to Austin. Because we could direct her. Very specifically. Very specifically to yeah. Celebration.Church, where there's some incredible people, great small groups. Um, but, you know, Brittany, as I, I heard that, um, I think it's important that you set, I think we, in our relationships and in our friendships, we've got to have clear expectations, um, Ooh, healthy good. expectations on what we expect out of certain relationships. If there's some people, as Granger said at the top of this video, there's some people you bring in real close. And there's some people you can share anything with. Mm-hmm. But then there are some that, um, you know, just... It's just important to have realistic expectations on what that relationship is. And I would ask the question, um, are you perhaps putting um, unrealistic expectations on all of those relationships? Interesting. Because, you know, Granger, I don't have the capacity to be extremely close to a lot of people. Do, do, Do any of us? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's only a few people. The world thinks that we should be friends with 473 people. Right. It says that right on our Facebook profile. Yeah. So the world expects that, isn't that our friends? Yeah. And then you think, of course not. Of course it's not 400 friends. 
it's a third of that. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's still. Yeah. It's still too many. Yeah, it's still, it's still too, too many. many. Yeah. It's still too many. So I just. I mean, you, Brittany. I, again, I hate that you're struggling in this area, but just you know, find some. Just find a great group of people. Whether mm. it's a Facebook friend group, a local church, uh, a gym. You know, like it's finding great. a group fitness and uh, latch on to two or three people and uh, de- pour into that relationship and let them pour back into you. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say that there's we, we kind of take pride, such a terrible word, pride. Yeah. We take pride in how many friends oh, I think that we, we have when in reality, two or three, two or three yeah, really, really good friends are so much more valuable than 23, 24 yeah. close friends. I agree. I think there's a difference between friendships and counsel. Mm, yeah. So I think... Um, I need more than two or three counsels in my life, like wise mm. counsel, someone in, yeah. you know, investing me and helping me with my family, with my yeah. finances, with my job, just wise counsel. Yeah. But I can't be extremely close to all of those individuals. Yeah. You know, so. So lower your expectations with uh, what you're expecting to get out of it. Lower your expectations on how many you're expecting to have yeah. uh, according to what the world thinks that you should have. And when you move to Austin, and first of all, I don't know if the... Facebook group before you move virtually. I don't know if that matters. I don't, maybe yeah, I don't maybe set a couple of things up, but but what's really going to matter is when you actually move to kind of implant yourself. Like Christian said, a gym is a, yeah. is a great thing, or any other hobby that you have. Um, of course, we're going to recommend Celebration Church. There's a central location in yeah. Austin yeah. that's um, that the central location of Celebration Church is is great because it's much smaller. And much more intimate. Mm. How many people are in that congregation? About 250. On About 250. Yeah. And that's a, f- a good night. Yeah, yeah. And that's on a, yeah, that's on a, that's average attendance, adults' yeah. attendance. But this probably made up of maybe 400 people, but not everybody comes exactly. every Sunday. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, Brittany, you do that, we're going to see you there. Yes. Do you know? Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to be your friend, Brittany. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you for emailing. Such a great question. Yeah. Was there a new Was there a new dad question? Yeah, this yeah, good memory. Yeah, let's see where was that. Um, being being a new dad says, "Hey Granger, first of all, I just want to thank you for all your videos that y'all put out." Marshall from Tacoma, Washington. Uh, my son recently turned one, and I love him to death, but I'm struggling with getting down and playing with him and being active with him. I just feel like I'm talking and playing with myself. Seeking advice. Thank you. Marshall from Tacoma. That's a good question. It is a good question. I felt like that. I have felt like that. And I understand um, the sentiment that Marshall has here because you're playing with a one-year-old and and you're like, well, I'm playing because I'm supposed to be playing and I'm a dad, but is this kid getting anything out of Mm -hmm. what we're doing? Yeah. And the answer is yes. I would agree. (laughs) Yes. I I think it's, um, it's proximity. Right. You know, it's just the, the, it's about just being close to your son. Um, mm-hmm. Although you might be trying to play with a ball with him and he may never remember that moment or you're watching TV with him or whatever it is that a yeah. one-year-old, I don't know what a one-year-old does. I have teenagers now, so yeah. Yeah. it's been quite a while, but I think it's important that you're spending time together just cause you're, there's a bond that's happening. Yeah. The proximity being close repetition, just your son constantly seeing your face, knowing your voice, knowing your smell, you know, Hey, yeah, I think. That, that's that's such a good point. And see, 
Marshall, we're almost going to say the same thing as we did with the last question. Lower your expectations mm, again, you know, lower yeah. your expectations on what, what you're, you're expecting to get out of this moment from you, because you, you, to get down on this one-year-old's level, it could be as easy as, and did you say if it's a boy or girl? I think you said it was a son. son. Yeah, yeah, son. So it's as easy as picking him up, taking him outside, and he, and walking by the leaves of a tree. Yeah. And there's the leaves, and and put the leaves in reach of of your son, where he could just touch the leaves mm-hmm. and pull them in and put them on his mouth. You know, and yeah. it's as easy as that. You don't have to play checkers, or, right. or you know, right. you don't have to you don't have to get blocks and build stacks. You, you could just walk outside to a tree. Um, and th- this is not only building this bond with your son, but it's also, it's cultivating the love that you have for him too. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, I would agree. I would agree. Cause you're getting, it's an intimate up close personal yeah. thing that you're able to see your son. You know, last week he didn't notice the leaves on the tree, but this yes. week he notices the leaves on the tree. And he yeah. notices the texture and he notices the feel and the smell and the, so it's you getting just really that front row seat, watching yeah. your watching your son grow up and mature. The, the the thing about being a new dad is that you can't see. You're you're in the trenches now, and you can't see from from the outside looking in that this this son, your your boy, is going to change mm-hmm. every month, and there and that it changes drastically. I mean, at one, he's going to be walking. If he's not already walking, he's walking any day now, and then he's going to be talking. And then he's going to be a toddler, and he's going to be on the go, and then he's going to be in kindergarten, and you blink an eye, he's going to be ready for middle school. I would say cherish these moments. Cherish them. Cherish them, because they grow up fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do. It takes takes patience and discipline. But just just know at the end of this, just know you're doing the right thing by just spending some time with them. Yeah. So good. Uh, Yeah, we we got time. Knock out a few more before the break. We have uh, something's missing. Family dilemma. Monster in law. I need relationship advice. Let's do something's missing. Something's curious. Curiosity's got the best of me. Hey, Granger. My name's Zach. I'm from Laramie, Wyoming. I'm 21 years old, a junior at the University of Wyoming, study studying wildlife biology and management. Go Pokes! I have a steady job as an ADA shuttle driver, and I have great grades. In my free time, I'm going fishing and camping. But I can't get past the feeling that something is missing. I've been trying to find the right girl, but I can't seem to get past the first couple of dates. I try to be a gentleman, open car doors, buy flowers, come up with unique date ideas, but somewhere I'm going wrong and it's hard being let down. I understand I'm still young. I have plenty of time, but I just want to hear your input on what I could do differently or how to approach this in a different way. Thanks for your time. Yee yee. Zach. Yeah. Man, um, Zach, one, I just want to just kind of affirm the, the season of life that you're in. You're 21. You're in college. You feel like something's missing. I can remember being that age in my early 20s, and I felt like I should be doing more. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. I felt like because I have friends that were, were graduating college or they were going into their profession or even some that were getting married. And so, Zach, I think it's really you're in that season of life that, you feel like okay, I'm no longer I'm no longer a kid. Hmm. Now I'm an adult, hmm. but you're still a very young adult. Yeah. So I would encourage you, man. Just as it relates to the feeling of something missing, just enjoy this season. Finish school, finish strong. Um, but then there's another 
another part to that. And he started talking about dating and girls and mm -hmm. not being able to get through the next couple of dates or the first couple of dates rather. And, um, man, I don't know. Granger, I let you take yeah, that. I, I, to that point, first of all, what you said is great. I, I remember being 21, like it was yesterday. Yep. I was single by the way, Zach, at that age. And I remember thinking similar thoughts like, man, it'd be kind of cool to have a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, it seems like everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think to speak to something, to, to speak to you saying what's wrong with me, it's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying you tried all this stuff. What's wrong with me? I'm going to say right now that all of those things that you're doing don't matter. They don't reflect who you are. You, if you had changed the way you opened the door or maybe a different bouquet of flowers or maybe you had a more unique idea for a date that wouldn't have mattered. Mm -hmm. The girls that weren't interested just weren't interested in you for none of those other reasons, but because it didn't work with you. Yeah. And it's, it's not a knock on you. It would just, some people are, uh, are attracted to people for certain reasons. Yeah. It's gotta be a good fit. If you had come up with a more unique date idea, you just would have tricked her for a few more. That's weeks. right. <laughs> you know, if you had forgotten to open the car door or bought the, a different kind of flowers, you just would have tricked her. Um, just it, be you. Here's what my dad would tell me. Experience doesn't replace chemistry. Ooh. So you do all, the, just all that dating advice. Like, well, you can have the best date ideas, but if there's no chemistry. That's you know, it. There's no chemistry. You just summed up everything. Eventually, perfectly. eventually, you know, you're going to run out of experiences, you know? And so if there's no chemistry there, that's, that sums it up, Zach. Experience cannot replace chemistry. And that's actually the better word. Chemistry is the better word than attraction. So you, you either have chemistry or you don't. And if you're truly interested in, in having a girlfriend, yeah. there's nothing terribly wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But that just means keep trying. Mm -hmm. And here we go again. Lower your expectations yeah. Yeah. on what you're trying to get out of a first date. That's right. And you're 21. Like it's, it's yeah. that feeling of like, I feel like I should be, now I need to be working on marriage, like finding that, that woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And you're still really young. So give yourself a little bit of a break. You know, like it's yeah. okay. Not don't put so much pressure on yourself, brother. You have you have so much time. Yeah. Um, you, that doesn't mean you can't find your future wife tomorrow, but um, you might find her in seventeen years. Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? You know, yeah. if I tell you that at twenty one, that you might not find her for another twenty one years, maybe. Wow. That could be. Um, that could give you a lot of anxiety, or that could just give you a lot of peace. Going well. It's time to focus on uh, my career and my friends. And it sounds like you've got a lot going on. You're in college. You have a, a wildlife biology um, major you're working mm -hmm. on. What a fun, what a fun major. You got good grades. You got a good job. So um, the, the something's missing thing, I think if I was going to pinpoint what's missing is your expectations are a little too high for mm -hmm. looking around and saying, I wish I had a girlfriend right now. So appreciate the yep. email, buddy. Let's, Let's get knock out one more, and we'll do a break. Sure. And then I'll get you a water, because I promised you water, but and I'm, I forgot. But I'm good. I'm a trooper. <laughs> you are a trooper, man. Um, it, thank you, Christian, for driving over here. I know that oh, man. this is not the easiest place in the middle of nowhere to come to for a podcast. So it's all thank right. you, man. Yep. It's, it's worth it to these listeners. You it guys is. comment below how much you love Christian, too, if you're on YouTube. Do you have a... a 
an idea of where you want to go next here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Read the subject. Yeah, family dilemma, monster-in-law, relationship advice, help, questions I need to know, grief. Let's do monster-in-law just because... Because I keep saying it with... Yeah, yeah, clickbait. Clickbait. I'm trying to keep this short, but my mother-in-law chain smokes all day, every day. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen her without a cigarette in hand. I have a two-year-old and one on the way, and my husband doesn't see the issue with her having an effect on our children. He's never seen my side of it. And she smokes it. She's been smoking inside her house for 20 plus years. All I ask is that she comes to our home, sees our children and says, and my husband doesn't say that I'm picking on her anymore. While my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law and I haven't gotten along since the birth of my second son. I have never kept him from seeing her. How do I have a convo with him before our newborn is born? Uh, without it causing more issues. I'd like to stay anonymous. I'm from Virginia. Hmm. That's kind of a difficult uh, one is you're dealing with a mother-in-law. That's difficult right mm-hmm. out of the gate. But it's interesting because I think the mother-in-law is choosing to make, she has the right to make her own decisions. Yeah. yeah. And uh, unfor- unfortunately, you know, chain smoking is not a good, not a good choice for your health. Yeah. But I feel like um, as an adult, you have to respect that. And I, like, you can't, you can't force yeah. change on someone, you know, mm. you can't force her to see the, the way you see it. Yeah. Now, if she's chain smoking in front of the children, that's a whole, you know, in the same room and that's a whole nother dynamic. Yeah. Uh, but we're just talking about someone who's choosing to do something that's unhealthy. Um, I guess the question I would ask, what would the conversation, what are you trying to accomplish by mm-hmm. having this conversation with your, with your husband? So let's dig in. It says, I have a two-year-old and one on the way. My husband doesn't see the issue with her habit affecting our children. He never sees my side of it when she also smokes inside her house and she has for 20 plus years. So he, she says, all I ask is that she comes to our house to see our children. <laughs> Let me read it like she said it. Alls. Alls. Alls I ask. Alls I ask. This, this is from Virginia, is that she comes to our house to see our children, and he says, I'm picking on her. So this is, this is boiling down to communication mm-hmm. between her and her husband. And th- that's really the bottom line of this whole question. I mean, it, it, none of us have a question about, is cigarette smoke bad? Um, I will say that... that People grew up for generations, breathing it in. Man, I grew up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I grew up. My grand, my, both of my grandparents chain smoked. Yeah, and like, me they too. Had a, me they too. had a white ceiling. And uh, next to my grandfather's chair, there was a yellow ring yeah. on the ceiling where he would just sit and the smoke would just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you would have to fight a cloud of smoke to go in their home. Yeah. I it's remember my, my grandpa, um, I, he always got up really early, mm-hmm. you know, at five in the morning. And he would go in there, drink a cup of coffee and smoke a cigarette chain smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and think about the hard day that he was about to yeah, have yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like with cigarettes gonna make it better. And, yeah and so as a little kid i remember waking up little kids get up early and i'd go in there and just sit in there with them mm-hmm. and um i don't remember anyone worrying about no. me being around that and i don't maybe i'd be a better human if i didn't smell that at the time i don't know but i don't think it affected me i and i don't want to undermine uh the the email here of a mother that's actually concerned about her kids yeah because the truth is is it does have a negative impact of course it does you know so. but what this really boils down to is a conversation with your husband right and so you're asking how do i have a convo with him before our newborn is born well 
it's you sit down and you say, babe, can I talk to you about something? Mm-hmm. Something that's really on my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be, you have to empathize with him. It's his mama. You're talking about his mama. And he's been around it his whole life. He's so he sees nothing wrong with it. Now on, on, on his side, he needs to have an allegiance to you. That's higher that's than right. his mama. That's we right. get that. So we're not questioning that either. But, um, if you come in being vulnerable, empathizing with him, that, that this is his mother we're talking about, um, as kind as you can be, regardless of how he reacts to it. And you just say, babe, can I talk to you about something with this baby on the way? I was wondering if we could, it, it, it really bothers me if our kids are around smoke. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me that they're around your mother because I want them to have this grandmother right. relationship. It's just the cigarettes thing. Can you talk to her about it? Maybe we could just cut back a little bit or, or we could be outside a little bit more when she's playing yeah. with them. But anyway, Come to the table with empathy. I think that's the key is the way you said it is I want them to be around your mother. I just don't mm. want them to be around the smoke. So you have to, yeah. I think you got to make sure you, you just communicate. There's a difference there because it's so yeah. easy to say, I don't want them to go around your mother because she smokes. Yeah. Right. Like, do you hear And when well, you hear that? Is it, right. Like, well, no, you just said, I don't want you to be, I don't want them to be around your mother. So you've got to yeah. make sure you just communicate. Isn't it? to your point uh, earlier on. It's, it's all about communication. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I was talking to Amber earlier today and with all these questions, thousands of questions, there's like five or six answers for all, so, of, them. For all of them. Yeah. It's you need Jesus. Come on. You need communication. Yeah. You need patience. Clear you expectations. Need contentment. You need clear expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like six answers. Sure. And this one is, uh, and, and all of them are almost all of them combined at some level. But this is, this is a conversation question that's about communication. And we should all be able to communicate with those around us that we love in a way where um, there is, we're not attacking them. And you have, to be, you have to be aware that when you start the conversation, you're not attacking or, or defending right. yourself. Because these are his kids, too. For sure. So you have the motherly instinct, but you're also, these are his kids. And, and you guys both have a say. Once again, I can't, I can't repeat enough that Christian and I are not advocating that it's okay for kids to be around <laughs> cigarette smoke. I'm just trying no. to, I'm trying to diminish that. That's not the true problem. It yeah. sounds like here. Yeah. Um, I think, and I read one on this podcast recently where it was like the same thing, but the grandmother was giving the kids candy too much. Mm. And so it's like the same thing yeah. where it's, I need to talk to the husband about why, why they're giving them candy too much. That's yeah. so it's like, Cigarettes and candy aren't the problem. It's communication. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, the, for this email. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get Christian a water. We'll be right back. Bye. Podcast is brought to you guys today by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual is clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body could actually use. What you're not going to find in Ritual is sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins super easy. I am not a vitamin guy. I've never really been a vitamin guy because they kind of upset my stomach. And then I started reading about Ritual. They sent me some product to use and it's actually easy on me. 
it doesn't affect me and, and, and it's because i guess because the the high, the high quality ingredients that they're that they're using is not your typical like over the counter average stuff the vitamins that you find ritual is super high quality stuff so um it works with me great it's a multivitamin that it you know every time you take a multivitamin you take it because you want it to make you feel better. You want it to, to make you feel healthier. It should contain key nutrients and forms that your body could actually use to help fill gaps, gaps in your nutritional diet with no shady extras. And this is what Ritual does. It's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and two daily pills. So you always get what you're, what you're taking. You always know exactly what you're taking because it has a one-of-a-kind visible supply chain that you could see. So it's now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support life, life's different stages. Your multivitamin is delivered to your door every single month with free shipping. You could always start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. If you don't love Ritual within your first few months, or excuse me, within your first month, I've got to say that right, they'll refund your entire order. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off for your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Granger to start your ritual today. Podcast is also brought to you by Uncommon Goods. What is Uncommon Goods? Uncommon Goods is, uh, honestly, you just, you got to check it out yourself. It's an online shop filled with unique Totally unexpected gifts, and when I say unexpected, I mean truly original things that you're not going to find anywhere else. If you're looking for someone like my brother Tyler, who has everything, or at least doesn't have anything, but he buys anything that he wants, he gets it off Amazon or whatever. If you want to find something for a guy like that, or a dad, or a mom, or a girlfriend, where you just you think they're going to know what you got, go to Uncommon Goods. This is this is a place that. They're not going to know where or how. It's full of handmade um, things from uh, everything from embroidery, from handpicked artists and experts, to online cooking classes and mixology, flower arranging. Um, it, it has all kinds of crazy stuff. Creative, personalized, really fun gifts for couples, especially couples who have it, who have everything. So, if you're getting bombarded with wedding and bridal shower invites, and you want to step up your gift, you step up your gift game. Uncommon Goods is the place to go. Look for products that are high quality, unique, often handmade or made in the U.S. They don't sell products made with leather, feathers, or fur, so don't even worry about that. In every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice, maybe the River Kelly Fund. They've donated more than $2 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash Granger. That's uncommongoods.com slash Granger for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. So this is episode 95, and for episode 100, the plan is to do like an all-star roundtable. So I have... Uh, Pastor Chad from First Baptist, mm -hmm. my friend Bernie, you, and Amber. That's kind of my thought. Okay. We'll just kind of go around this table, and it's kind of a, a lot of different perspectives and um, very wise counsel. Yeah. And I think it'd be so cool for yeah, episode 100 just to, and I could just, I'll just kind of host it and just kick it around. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. What a fun thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, actually, Amber might not. She'll be, she will just She'll have popped out a baby. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, 
Yeah, so Pastor Christian, back today. You're such a you're such a good listener, man. It's such good advice. I, I feel, and part of the reason I, I even, part of the idea behind this podcast of answering questions is I have a few people in my life that I feel so blessed to be able to bounce off things with. Yeah. And I realize that not everyone has that immediately around them. Mm-hmm. And so with this podcast, it really kind of opens up the, the yeah. communication with different people that would get access to That's right. you. And you probably um, don't think that. I know you yeah. don't think that, but, um, but it's true. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for having me. It's fun being here. It's fun doing this. And uh, I'm just glad I can give back to your listeners. Can, Heck yeah. So, so digging in here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down from the bottom up now. We have podcast question, hunting, if life advice regarding lack of relationships. We can do that one. You do that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It says, please keep my name anonymous. I have family members that watch this podcast. So okay. that's all I'll say about that. It says, howdy, Granger. I'm from Michigan. I've been a huge fan of yours for seven years. I met you three times over the years, and I've seen you in concert twice. Can't wait for uh, those days to come back when I get to see you again. My question is this. I'm in my early 30s. I've never been in a relationship. I tend to be pretty shy at first with anybody, but I open up and act like a total goof when I'm comfortable with them. I do have social anxiety, and I've never known what to say to a girl to keep a conversation going. I don't know how to approach a girl, how to make her enamored with me. I do work out and try to take care of myself, and I have a good career in the military, but nothing seems to matter. I've even tried the dating app stuff for a while. I've never had a match the whole time I've had it. I have felt for a long time that I won't ever get the blessing of spending my time and life with a girl, and I'm only getting older. Without giving you my whole life story in every tiny detail, what do you think I could do? I know the whole in God's time and leave it in God's hands, but humans are meant to spend their life with others, Mm -hmm. and I've been alone and lonely for a very long time. On a side note, I've talked to a mental health advisor just before to see what I should do or how to talk to friends. Thank you for all that you do. Yee yee. Wow. Similar to the, to a previous question, but we're a completely different age bracket. Right. And, um, and they're coming at it from a different place. Yeah. It sounds like this guy, you know, it's, is a, it's, it's, he's more realistic. He's got realistic expectations. And, and you know what, Granger, as you were reading that, I was just reminded how, you know, we go throughout our, our every day and we never know what someone else is struggling with yeah. and what someone else is going so through. So true. And, um, man, so as I heard that, I just, I don't know so who true. you are, um, but hopefully you're hearing this. We just, we empathize with you that, that that's a real struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in your late thirties and, um, have yet to meet the love of your life or the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. One is I want to just say, um, wait, kudos to you for reaching out for help. Is, as you were reading that, I was immediately what I was thinking this, you know, maybe could this guy benefit from some, from some life coaching? Um, but you reached out, says you reached out to a mental health professional. And I think that's, man, I admire that. I uh, appreciate I mean, I'm just glad that you did that. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they're going to be able to help you if there's anything there. Um, but you know, as it relates to women and dating apps and different things like that, do you know what, you know what women, I feel like women are attracted to the most. I don't think it's looks. 
I don't think mm. it's money. I think it's confidence. Mm. Not not pride, not arrogance, but just being confident. Yeah. Confident in who, who you, you are. are. Yeah. Yeah. If you, no matter what you look like, no matter what background you come from, no matter what education you have, but you're just confident in who you are. Yeah. And so if I could give you any advice, and that would be to learn to be confident in who you are. Yeah. And you know, you know how to do that? Exactly what he wrote in this email mm-hmm. to me. This email to me says, I'm confident in who I am. Here's who I am. I'm a fan of Granger Smith for seven years. I'm in my early 30s. I do have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm not sure how to keep a conversation going with a girl. Uh, I work out. I take care of myself. I have a good career in the military. Um, I've tried the whole dating app. Like the, what you laid out here yeah. was vulnerable mm-hmm. and honest, and that equals confidence. Confidence is not of lack of vulnerability right. or, a, right. or overcompensation. Confidence is I will not stutter when I tell you who I am. Yeah. He's very clear on who he is. Yeah. And I think that's good. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is actually a great pitch on a first date. I would agree. And I think you're probably further along than you think you are. Yeah. Like very few people, there's very few emails you get that people articulate themselves that way. Yeah. You know, like that, this is who I am. Yeah. I mean, imagine sitting at, at dinner with a girl and say it's a first date and you're kind of going through the surface level. Who are you? You know, where are you from? And I think that's a time to just go, you know, I, can I tell you something kind of strange, but I, I've just, I have a little bit of social anxiety mm-hmm. and I've never really known how to keep a conversation going with a girl. You say that to a girl, I'm telling you, they'll lean in. They're going to lean, lean in. They're like, okay, this guy, he's not, he's not playing around. He knows who he is yeah. and he's vulnerable. Yeah. And that's important to a woman. It's a girl in the right place at the right time is going to go, don't worry, babe. I'll, I'll keep the conversation yeah. going. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. I would agree. That's yeah. You're sometimes, sometimes I read these emails and I think, man, are we putting out too much on social media about how you're supposed to be? Oh, I think for sure. I think there's this image that we portray as both men and women. We know this um, on yeah. who we're, you know, what does the alpha male look like? What is the image that he's supposed to be? How's he supposed to act? How's he supposed to talk? What yeah. is he supposed to look like? And, um, I mean, you know, and any mature woman would tell you that, you know, those looks fade <laughs> oh, and they're not what's important. At the end so of right. the day, it's not about how you look, how you talk, how you walk. It's about who you are. So right. It's about who you are as a person. And, uh, and, and I would take this second to last paragraph. You're talking about, um, you say, I know the whole in God's time and leave it in God's hands. I would build a, I would build this into your prayer. And I would say, That's a good thought. as if almost if David was you know writing a song and I'd yeah. say, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm supposed to leave it in your hands and that's what I'm doing, but I don't hear anything. And, and I know you tell me that man's not supposed to be alone, mm-hmm. but here I am. I'm alone. I'm alone. Yeah. Will you help me understand this? Yeah. Make that into your prayer. What's the value in my aloneness? Like, because yeah. it was, God, what are you teaching Maybe me? That, that's what you, what are you showing yeah. me? Where's the value in this pain? If yeah. you will, this loneliness that what Christian's saying is the next level of maturity in a prayer is when the, the first level is God, why am I alone? Yeah. And the, the second level is God, I'm alone. What do you need me to learn from this? Yeah. Yeah. So good. 
Great question, buddy. And uh, yeah, our, our hearts go out to you. I think you're, you're, you're saying and doing all the right things. And um, when I see you next time at a meet and greet at a show in Michigan, I want you to come hug my neck and say, hey, I'm the guy. I'm the anonymous guy. Yeah. Here yeah, I am. I'm that guy. <laughs> um, let's do a... Let's lighten it a little bit sure. and do this one that says hunting. Hey, I'm yeah. Braden from Arkansas. I want to know what's your favorite big game to hunt. And Braden, I I have never done any crazy, serious, big game, Alaska, Montana hunt. I, um, I've dreamed about going on an elk hunt. Um, touring usually at work usually holds me out of that. So I have shot a mule deer. In Mexico, which is the the biggest game hunt I've ever done, and then uh, a lot of whitetail. And I would love to to continue that, you know, and, and explore other options. But um, man, I just I love whitetail deer. That's what I grew up and with my dad and my brothers. So I have such a um, such fond memories of being in the outdoors and uh, being in nature, and regardless of what we got. Yeah. So how about you, Christian? Yeah, I'm just not, my dad wasn't a hunter. So, um, I mean, I'm sure I grew up hunting whitetail deer and all that in Alabama, but not a big game. Never been on a big game trip. Would yeah. love to go. It takes, um, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually a lot of travel, a lot of travel, travel, a lot of time off work. Yeah. I'd love to go. Um, there's not a particular, uh, game that I'm just, if you just asked me right now, what, what would that kill? What would you want that kill to be? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you all, you always think about going to safari, you know, going to Africa and hunting, whatever, all yeah. the things over there. But yeah, the, wish I could give you a better answer to that. The um, the one thing, if you could say, all right, money doesn't matter, time doesn't matter. There's the doll sheep in the Northwest mm-hmm. Territory of Canada, mm-hmm. and to get there, you have to be flown in, dropped off. It's like a nine day oh, wow. hunt. It's like you and one or two other guys, yeah, and you walk for miles and miles through this just incredible Northern territory Mm -hmm. and the odds of getting a sheep are like one in 50. Oh, wow. You might go for nine days. More than likely you'll go for nine days and not get anything. But, um, just being in those elements and I, I have a buddy that did this and he just told stories of what it does to you in terms of your gratefulness for a chair. Oh, yeah. Or a candy bar. That's right. Or spaghetti dinner. Or yeah. or a nice sleep without uh, rain and cold. Yeah. It's just, it's it's truly tribal for a man to go into a territory with no cell phone service and no amenities and no immediate food source. Yeah, I would agree. So usually uh, once or twice a year, my dad and my brothers, we get together and we'll meet up somewhere and we'll spend four or five days backpacking, just trekking, mm-hmm. no cell service. Where do you guys go? Uh, most recently, we went to North Georgia to the southern tip of the Appalachian Mountains. So, What uh, time of year do you do that? In the fall. In the fall. So we were, too hot in the summer. Yeah, we're too going many in the mosquitoes. Fall. Or always, we always go in the fall. As a matter of fact, we were just talking last night. I was on the phone with my dad, and we were trying to figure out what, where's that week going to be this fall. We're all busy and traveling. But, mm-hmm. um, but the, yeah, but to your point though, of just being away, no cell service, mm. the disconnect, yeah, um, and just it's very majestic, yeah. But imagine the one in fifty chance, like what it, what a small percentage if you do get that game, yeah. what a small percentage you are on the planet that's had that opportunity. Yeah. What a cool opportunity. Yeah, there's probably Crazy. a short list of the men that have ever been able to kill that, yeah. that game. You know, yeah, and you and you could see it 
you know, you see it in your binoculars yeah. and then you'll start a journey after this, this one Ram. Yeah. And he's always putting the same distance away from you as you're putting towards him. And you could spend days going after one hilltop to the next. And then mm. you just, yeah. you realize it's day eight. I got to get back to the plane. Yeah. I'm not going to get to him. That's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the question, Braden. Let's go back to you, Christian family dilemma, relationship advice, help, help, Let's help is says, here we go. It says, good morning. I don't know who else to talk to. It says, March of 2020, I left work per doctor's orders to health reasons and COVID. After 33 years, they let me go May 1st. I was blindsided. They made it so I can't claim unemployment. I prayed for God to point me in the right direction. I asked him to show him, show me the next job. In July, my buddy's wife passed away and she mm. ran his contractor business. I went in two weeks later and started helping him until I found a job. He liked how I took over and got the bills paid, closing his wife's business, and handling all the things with her death. He told his accountant that he wanted me on his payroll. That was August. Since then, he has paid me three times. I need to tell him I need regular pay, but I don't know how to approach it. I've asked him a couple times, but I don't know if he's forgotten or what. I was making really good money a year down. Uh, a year down. Mm -hmm. And God bless my wife for understanding, but I need to figure out how to talk to him about this. Any advice? I love listening to you on your podcast. God bless you and your family. Well, what a tough combo he's got to yeah. have. But I think it's a pretty straightforward conversation when you're yeah. great, Granger. Yeah. Like it's not personal. It's just it, this kind of goes back to like the, you know, the woman that, w that was smoking cigarettes and the, yeah. the daughter-in-law needs to yeah. talk. Um, and it goes back to there's only six or seven answers to thousands yeah. of questions, and um, you know you know you were put you were put in this situation, you were, you were a blessing to their family. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're having hesitations of bringing it up because of the the death of his wife, um, you also have to see that you've been a blessing to their family, mm -hmm. and there should be no reason why he shouldn't uh, be putting you on this payroll, especially if you want the job. Maybe, and this all comes down to communication, maybe he doesn't know if you were just helping or you mm -hmm. actually do That's right. want, want this. The job. That's not just sit him down and say, um, if I, would, I would set a, a time where you say, hey, man, can we, can we grab lunch on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think a good way to start that conversation is um, going into the conversation, let him know what this is not. This conversation is not personal. This conversation is not Good me point. being uh, ungrateful for the opportunity you've already given me. This, this conversation is literally just about me providing for my family. And so we, you know, and you bring up the fact we had a conversation about me coming on your payroll. I just need a straightforward answer. Is that something um, that's going to happen in the near future? And if not, I've got to find someone that's going to provide for my family. If I was listening to this podcast and, and I, I wrote this email and it says, Good morning, I don't know who else to talk to. That's how he starts it. Hmm. I would pause this podcast right now and I'd go back to what Christian just said about how to start the conversation and what this conversation is not. I think that is so wise. I would literally write that down, what you said. Yeah. I think too often, Granger, in conversations, and you can, it can be a conversation with your spouse, with a family member, with a coworker. Um, we're all, we don't communicate well. Yeah. We were misunderstood. And I think sometimes we think we make things turn into a big deal that didn't need to be a, a big deal. Mm. Um, I think 
in, I mean, I struggle sometimes with my communication to certain individuals. So I'm always want to be clear and direct. Hey, this is not what I'm saying. Although I don't know how to fully articulate it because my feelings are involved because his feelings are involved in this. He probably feels taken advantage of. He feels, uh, uh, overlooked. And so to tell you that your feelings aren't involved, they're, they're involved. Yeah. They're fully there. They're, they're there. So when I know that I'm going into a conversation that is my feelings are involved or I've been hurt or I'm hurting or I'm just emotional, like I'm very clear on the front end, like, Hey, look, this is not what I'm trying to say. Although it may creep in there a little bit, but it's not my heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think there is, there's nothing wrong with just being totally open in a, in a conversation and here we go again with this being vulnerable thing, mm. just, just being vulnerable and just saying, I'll be honest with you. I've struggled with setting up this conversation because I'm, I'm worried that you might get the wrong impression, worried that I might say the wrong thing because the truth is, buddy, I love you and your wife yeah. and I hurt for you that you lost mm-hmm. her and I, and I want to help with the business, but I also have my own family mm-hmm. and I need this paycheck. And I need you to tell me if this is something long term, right. or if I need to go somewhere else. And I don't want I don't want you to take it the wrong way. Yeah. And th- this is this is like one lunch, and it takes thirty minutes, yeah. and you could have all of this ease your mind. You don't have to email the podcast and say I don't know who else to talk to. You know, um, yeah, communication, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see. You pick one. You want me to pick one? Pick it. Okay. I'm going to go with a podcast question, like the generic one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It says, hello, my name is William. I'm from Plano, Texas. I'm 17 going on 18. And I want to tell you how much of a blessing you are to me and my family. I love your music. I love Yee Yee Apparel. I'm going to become a United States Marine when I graduate from high school. And I can't wait to be a husband and a father someday. Here's my question. What's the best part of be about being a father and what's the best advice you could give about fatherhood and husbandhood as a Christian love in Christ, William? Mm. The best part about being a father. I think we, before we even start, we have to say this question is coming a little early for him. It is coming early, but wonder what like a 17 year old that's already thinking about that. What a solid guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, He's about to serve our country, man. I'm so, I'm so proud, so proud for you. Um, you becoming a Marine, you've got, you've got a lot going on. Your head is just on straight, Mm -hmm. um, asking great questions, ending it with love in Christ. And you're, you're excited about being a husband and a father. So with all that, I would say at the same time, um, Let's go back to what Christian and I were saying a lot earlier and just kind of lower expectations automatically on um, what that could mean for you because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. No. You don't know. You you may get married in in five years and, and have a baby. Or you might not. As you, if you've listened to this podcast so far, you know that there's people that have gone a long time without any of that. That's right. And but what you do have right now is this this path to the Marine Corps, and this is going to take you on an incredible journey, maybe even around the world, and and so 
Although I'm definitely going to answer your question. I don't want you to worry about this. Yeah. I would agree. Right? Oh, yeah. But, but the best part about being a father is uh, it's a, it's a, that's a broad question, but um, the fact that you're, you're leaving this world one day with an imprint of you. Yeah. This is just profound. It yeah. is. For me, it's, a, it's what I'm entrusted with. You're, yes. For me, it's yeah. like I'm entrusted to steward three lives. Yes. To teach them, direct them, coach them, father them, parent them, yeah. love on them, discipline them. Um, that's the best part of it. In a lot of ways, so much clay. Yeah, yeah. There, you're molding a clay. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, there's so much fulfillment, um, life fulfillment in that. And that when you go through life and you're treading through and you, you make mistakes and then you do things that are good and you, you store those thoughts away in your mind and you go, man, I... I messed up yeah. and I want to make sure that I, how do I, how do I instill this in my kids mm-hmm. that, that this is, this wasn't a good decision yeah. that I made. Yeah. Um, or man, I really got, I got so much out of this. How do I instill in my kids that this is important for them too? Yeah. Um, and then m- most importantly, above all that as Christians, you know, there's Christian, yeah. t- the Bible talks a lot about, um, being parents and being fathers mm-hmm. and, 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 our job is to steward them towards Christ. Yep. To yeah. lead them to Jesus. Because because we're called to to minister to the world, but it starts in our own home. That's right. And it starts with our kids. And and so what a what an epic responsibility uh, that is. And that that is something that you have to look forward to, William. And um let me let me go here now. But I'll say a big, a giant but in everything we've just said. This is going to start with, with your future wife, and um, she is going to be a partner in this, and she's going to either make this very difficult for you, or very comforting and easier for mm-hmm. you. So, um, so put your focus on her first. I say that's the most <laughs> important decision right there. Yeah. Yeah, put your focus on her first. Outside of outside of choosing to follow Christ, that is the second most important yeah. decision you'll ever make in your life. Yeah. And it'll impact you. I mean, it has a tremendous impact, obviously. Yeah. 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 But uh man, congrats on everything, buddy. And yeah. hoorah, Marine Corps. Yeah. Let's let's grab one more, Christian. We okay. got one time for one more if sure. you do, if you're cool. Yeah, I'm good. Um you wanna hit this family dilemma? Let's I, do keep, it. I keep saying it. It's right at the top yep. of the email chain now. Says, hey, Granger, longtime listener and fan. I currently live in South Austin. Man, that's, just, that's number two for us today on this podcast, an Austinite. But we actually met a few years ago when you did an appearance on CBS Sports to promote a new album on, in Earl's Dip'em and Pick'em. My dilemma, I've been married to my husband for four years now. We have a two-year-old daughter. We're wanting to start our own family traditions and to do things on our own, just the three of us. But my mom is having a hard time with the idea that this includes doing our own thing for the holidays. My husband has had a dream ever since he was little to take his future wife and kids skiing on a trip for Christmas. I side with my husband as he is now my priority. But my question is, how do I effectively communicate this with my mom so that she isn't always so upset by this? 
I've, we have already tried to compromise and do Christmas with her at a different time, but she would rather us nix the trips or push them back to match her schedule. We don't have a big family, and big family Christmases have never been really a part of our family. But the past two years, she's been trying to make them a thing. I appreciate mm-hmm. you and your help. Yeah. We have a theme. We do. We have a theme. We, I think we have a communication theme. Yeah. You know, I think you run, you run into the, You see this a lot in a lot of family dynamics, don't you, Granger? You see mm-hmm. how you have in-laws or, or a mom, in this case, is not even an in-law. It's mm-hmm. her own mother. Um, I, think, I think too often within our family dynamic, like we give mother-in-laws or even parents a little too much weight. Mm-hmm. into like how we're going to do, say we're going to do holidays and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I have friends that they have the same dilemma and I'm thinking to myself, but it's your, you're responsible for your immediate family. And what you choose to do with your immediate family is not a reflection of that. You don't want to be with your in-laws or you don't want to be with your mother and dad, but it's yeah. your responsibility to create those traditions yeah. with them. Absolutely. And so I think it's a direct, it's just a conversation. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. You, you, did she say her name? Um, she didn't, so I won't mm-hmm. say it, but she, she's saying all the right things Yeah, and just needing affirmation from us Yeah, that she is doing the right thing. And this is a, this is a conversation that might not be easy. These, yeah. none of these in this podcast today yeah. will be yeah. easy. So don't, don't expect them to just the person that you're talking to, to go, cool, no problem. That's right. Um, but here we go again. This is the six, six answers to 2000 questions. Yeah. Be vulnerable, be honest, um, be forthcoming in everything. Um, like Kristen said, tell her the things that this conversation is not. not. This is not about our lack of love for you, mom. This isn't not wanting to be with you for the holidays. This isn't disrespecting your traditions. Um, but what this is is establishing our core family. We're still a young, you guys are, you have a young family, um, a two-year-old daughter, that's it. And so this is establishing some, some really important memories Mm -hmm. as a family. And it's also fulfilling your husband's dream that he's wanted to do since he was a little kid. You don't want to take that away from him. It's something he's always wanted to do. Um, you didn't say this and I don't want to step over the line here, but asking the mother to come on the ski trip, could be a nice little babysitter. Could if you guys want to go out and get a dinner That's one of those right. nights, and, night. and wherever your ski town is, you're, you yeah. have a little date night because mom's going to be with the with the two year old. That sounds like a pretty good deal. She might not go for it. You might not even want it, but I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. But this is this is really cut and dry. The decision is easy. The conversation is hard. That's right. And I think to the point when I said, um, don't give her too much weight. Like have be okay that she may not be okay with the decision you mm-hmm. made. Like don't don't allow it to. To don't allow it to weigh you down that much because really you're, you're responsible for yourself. Perfect. Man. And it's really, it's on her on how she wants to respond to this. So yeah, if you if, do it lovingly, do it care, like do it honoring. Yeah. She's your mother. You would uh, you want to honor her in the process, but at the end of the day, it's about you and your husband and creating new traditions. That's right. So what you're, what Christian is saying is that this is not a, this is not a vote. This is not a democracy with her. This is, you're going to be telling her, in a very empathetic way, That's right. what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome question. And, uh, thank you, Christian, for, for tackling these. You're interested in this episode 100. That's sounds like fun. I think you're so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to, we got to get you back for, for other ones. I appreciate you uh, driving over here and being part yeah, of man. this. And, um, 
you make this podcast better, buddy. Appreciate Thank you. you, dude. See you, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank Yee. you. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.